in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Monday in the NBA, what we're watching for, and some streaming options with Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. So here we go. Nine games, start of the uh, All-Star week for fantasy basketball, the extended week. Let's talk about the games on Monday. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pistons Wizards. I want to watch Cade Cunningham. who hasn't quite been at his best since returning from the hip issue. Can he get things cracking again? Would he play 22 minutes in that first game back? We'd like to see obviously more than that and him taking those shots away from Jeremy Grant. Let's see how they utilize him in this game. Um, what do they do with Killian Hayes and Corey Joseph? And then also Isaiah Stewart, who has been getting 30 minutes pretty consistently. Will he continue to get 30 minutes consistently? Or will eventually we get Marvin Bagley cutting into that? I don't know if Bagley's even going to play in this one. Um, he's been dealing with a uh, ankle problem. So we'll see whether he is ready to go or not. And what that does for Olenek, what that does for Stewart, what that does for Bay and Grant, I don't know. But we want to watch that one to see how it all plays out. For the Wizards, well, we know that you know, Kristaps Porzingis... Porzingis. Oh, no, you know what? He's, no, sorry. He's going to be available. As soon as he comes to Washington, he's fine. He's going to play straight away. Yeah, he's available. Don't worry, guys. He's fine. He's missed two games now because teams are full of shit. I don't know when or if he's going to play. If I was them, there's no reason for him to play. He's got a bone bruise. He's got chronically injured knees. They don't need him out there. But what do I know? There's no Porzingis. There's no Dan Gafford in this game. Um, Corey Kispert, he has two starts since Beal's been gone. One was shit, one was great. What are we going to see out of Kispert? That is the question here. And then also, what the hell happens at point guard? Hal Neto started the last two. Ish Smith outplayed him last game, but played few minutes. Does Smith push up and get more playing time? They're both, I think, going to be fringy sort of players who you'll stream in and then they'll have... It'll be yeah, Ty Lu in terms of minutes. Like one day, one guy will have more. One day, one guy will have the more. Then they will switch over and production will change. And someone will produce in fewer minutes and he'll start and play more minutes and he'll be worse than the guy coming off the bench. It's going to be all over the shop. I think Smith probably is the little bit of the better option, but it's relatively close. If I had to pick someone, I'd probably pick Smith, but that's really a coin toss to me. It's not as clear cut as you would hope it to be. The Thunder and the Knicks. Well, last game was not good for Alexei Pokashevsky, who'd played really well and had put up 30 and 30 minutes, and then played 15 with Aaron Wiggins back. Will they continue to play Wiggins over Pokashevsky? Will Pokashevsky go back into this marginal role that takes him out of 12-team discussions? If Poku plays 25-plus in this game, then yeah, he's back on the menu for 12 teams. But that was a worrying sign in that first game. So let's see how that goes. And then Darius Baisley, yeah, I've got to say it, I, he's a must-roster player, I think, at this point. 
with what he is doing with playing time, the shooting is better, but you've got to always be aware of that. But rebounding, steals, and blocks, he's looking great at the moment. This is, I guess, what the Thunder envisaged from him. It's taken us two and a half years to get to any modicum of average play, but we're here. So we stream him in, and let's hope for his sake and for the Thunder's sake it can continue. RJ Barrett is out again with his ankle injury for the Knicks after being in a 15-point game with a minute left. Sprained his ankle, now will have missed three straight games. Shout out to Tom Thibodeau. So Quentin Grimes will get another start. Yeah, that's fine. He started the last two games, much like Corey Kispert before. One was great, one was bad. Where does he fit? Is he a stream option? Sure, but I wouldn't be like falling all over myself to go and add him. And then Kemba Walker finally had a good game the last time we saw the Knicks on the court. Hello! That probably means 10 shit ones are coming in a row. And I wouldn't do anything more than stream Kemba, but that Kemba and Burks and Quickly and you know, Derek Rose, when he eventually returns, it's never going to clear up. It's going to be a mess, I think, for the remainder of the season. Let's go to the Sacramento Kings. They're taking on the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets, of course, desperately need a victory. For the Kings, I want to watch Davion Mitchell because the minutes for him have been disappointing. 20 minutes only last game, basically playing as a backup point guard behind De'Aaron Fox. You need more than that. He played a little bit with him, but you need more than that, obviously. And with DiVincenzo and maybe Jeremy Lamb returning and Justin Holiday and all, and all those guys in the mix, is there enough for Mitchell? I don't think so. And then I also want to watch Mo Harkless, who's been starting and amazingly playing 30 minutes in four of the last five games. And the only game that he didn't play, it was a game that he left early due to injury and then came straight back and played 30 minutes. Will they continue to do that? And who do they limit? Metu and Holmes and play no, but not, not as much Barnes at the four. Um, that's, that's key. Like if he plays 30 minutes a night, Mo, he can be a 12-team league stream option. For the Nets, Kyrie is out. Ben Simmons won't play. But Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Nicky Claxton are all off the injury report. Three centers coming in plus a guard. Can Cam Thomas maintain 30 minutes? He's played 30 the last two games. He came off the bench last one. Will he get the 30 with Curry and Mills in that backcourt? I don't think he's going to be able to start in that role, given the given the uh, the other players who are around there. But will he yeah, will he score well? I, I don't know. Curry's return is interesting. And then Andre Drummond, the big avocado. Is it him? Is it Griffin? Is it Aldridge? Is it Claxon? All four centers are available for Steve Nash. So what does he do? I, I don't think, at the moment maybe, right? Because Simmons is out. But when Simmons is there, I don't think playing Andre Drummond 28 minutes a night is a viable solution. But Simmons isn't there. So do they just put Drummond in ahead of Aldridge, ahead of Claxton, ahead of Griffin and play him those big minutes? I really doubt it. Who sits out? Probably Griffin. Is it a three-center rotation? That's what it's looking like. And I'm, that's why I'm not sure that Drummond's... You can say, oh, Drummond's clearly better than Claxton, clearly better than Aldridge, but is he? Like, for fantasy, yes, he is, clearly. But that doesn't mean shit. You need to get the minutes to produce the fantasy numbers. And is he actually good? that good on court that he's... Good? going to demand 30 minutes a night while those other guys sit down and do nothing. That is one of the things we really need to watch because that is a huge question that needs to be answered. But the question of what the best tasting protein bar is has already been answered. I've answered it so many times on this show. The answer is Built Bar. You know it and I know it. What would you reach for a candy bar? All right, they taste great. No one's denying that. Even Built Bar. Like if, if, if I put them, strapped them to a chair and said, do candy bars taste delicious? And say, oh, look, come on, Josh. We, we know they do. And no one's debating that. But if I also said, does Bilt Bar taste just as delicious? They go, bloody earth it does. It tastes just as good, if not better. But the benefit you get is you get high protein. You get low calories and low carbs and low sugar. Well, who wouldn't want that combo? 
High fat, high sugar candy bar, terrible tasting protein bar. They're box A and B. You always go for box C, that's Built Bar. It is filled with so much flavor, so much protein, and low in all the other bad stuff. So get your boxes. Go to Locked On. No, don't go to Locked On. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% off your order of Built Bar because Built Bar will make you built different. Just mixing up the tag there. We'll see how it goes. All right, next game, Blazers Bucks. CJ Allaby is starting for Portland. Last game got into some foul trouble, so minutes were lower, and Benny McLemore ran with things. So how do they run that distribution of minutes between Allaby and McLemore? I think CJ's probably got a little bit more diversity to his fantasy game. Um, they're both probably more 14-team league guys. McLemore's just an AI score, and that's it. I hit points and threes. That's all I do. Whereas CJ can grab some boards and get some steals. So you know, in equivalent minutes, CJ probably is the better fantasy option, but I think they're going to siphon minutes away from each other a lot of the time. For the Milwaukee Bucks, well, Pat Connaughton's out basically for the season. It's a long time he's out for this hand surgery, which anytime you get a fractured hand, guys, minimum four weeks every time. And then you know, with surgery, it's up to eight. That's, that's, that's one of the most standard injury designations you get. Hey, someone broke their hand. Uh-oh, four weeks. You always know that's happening. Anyway, Grayson Allen. There's no DiVincenzo there. There's no Pat Connaughton. Grayson Allen is tripped his way back into 30-plus minutes. And that's valuable. We saw it at the start of the season. When Drew was out, when DiVincenzo was out, and Allen played 30-plus, he was a 12-team league guy. Therefore, amazingly, he's back to being a 12-team league guy because these two competitors for minutes in Connaughton and DiVincenzo are gone. And George Hill's still out with a sore neck. So it's Allen and Wara, basically. Oh, and Wes Matthews. But he, he's a good ad. And then yeah, what does Wara do? Because Jordan Wara get 22 minutes. Ah, it, sniffs, it sniffs around. It sniffs around the back end of a 12-teamer. It's in there. Probably more going to be 16-team, but just, just need to watch what Nwara's playing time distribution is. Spurs and Bulls. Zach Collins. I know, I don't know. Actually, I don't know why. I do know that it's happening, but I don't know why so many people are frothing Zach Collins. Oh man, he's a must pick up now, yeah? Drew Eubanks is trade. He's must, must add. To me, he's just going to play the backup minutes behind Yucca Pirtle and 18 to 20 minutes a night of Zach Collins isn't enough. If he can get seven minutes as a power forward behind Doug McDermott, now I'm more interested in it. So let's see what they play him. He's played three games, 13, 18, and 17 minutes. That's made everyone lift their tables with no hands for some reason. I, again, I, I didn't expect the influx of Zach Collins' love this season. Didn't expect that. He rested last game. So is he 18 minutes behind Pirtle? Does he, denying all possibilities of logic, cut into Pirtle's minutes? Does he play next to Pirtle? Uh, he needs 24 to be useful. I'm not sure that he's going to get there. But... Hey, I want to watch it because people keep asking me. And then Josh Richardson. I don't so much want to watch Josh Richardson as I want to watch if he plays. Does he impact Devin Vassell? Does he impact Josh Primo or Lonnie Walker? How does Romeo Langford fit into that mix? So we've added, taken away one wing. We've added in two. I don't think this impacts Vassell from being a starter and 31-minute and I player. But let's see what it does. That's an unknown still. For the Bulls, Zach Levine is out, we know, through the All-Star break. Javante Green's probably out through the All-Star break. Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball are out through the All-Star break. So Kobe White and Ayo Desumu are there the starting backcourt. White is worth grabbing for now. And then the other guy who's going to start is probably Troy Brown. Now, Troy Brown played 28 minutes last game, and I think he shot 0 for 9. He's actually been horrendous this season. Deeper leagues, maybe you could stream him, but I would love for them to just give a little bit more of that playing time to, say, a Derek Jones, but I don't think anyone there is going to really thrive. But Brown's going to get first crack at it, and he's probably going to disappoint us. The Raptors and the Pelicans. Will Thad Young play? That's the question. Because Thad Young came in 
and what didn't play. Nick Nurse has said, no, nah, we're good. We'll play Achua, Birch, and Boucher, and Banton. Does Young cut Birch or Achua or Boucher out of the rotation? Does he play anything more than 14 minutes? It's really hard seeing what happened there. And again, with that concern, that's what you have. When you have a concern and you go, oh, all their backups are centers. Let's see what they do with that. And then they go, no, we're not playing him. You go, well, how do I pass my initial concern through what actually happened when both of those things are in one side and go, no, 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 all this will change and that'll play 25. That's really hard to grab, wrap your head around and to try and figure out how that makes sense. So to me, my initial thought is, well, all right, if I, if I need the wins, if I need production now, like that's got to go. But if you can hold, let's see what happens in this one. And then also I watch Pascal Siakam because he's like rolling as like a top 15 sort of player. Big numbers, big assists, big scoring, big rebounding. Efficient, he's being unbelievably good. He's a bit of a sell high, but also maybe not. He's been so, so good. For the Pelicans, these two names, I guess, sort of tie in with each other. CJ McCollum has come in and he has, what would be the word? Hijacked the offense, taking the ball out of Brandon Ingram's hands. Ingram's usage and assist rate has plummeted since CJ's arrived. Just remember, at the start of last season, the 2021 season, CJ McCollum, before he got injured, had a higher usage rate than Damian Lillard. And if you lack that much basketball self-awareness that you're taking the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands, Brandon Ingram could be in real trouble here. Let's see what CJ does, and let's see how the offense flows, but he is taking a ton of shots, and Brandon Ingram is not. And also Jackson Hayes, who is coming off the bench the last two games and has played 17 and 20 minutes while Devontae Graham flounders as a starter. I think they should start Hayes and not Graham because a graham McCullum backcourt is bad. And they have lost the last two games by 25 points combined after winning four straight before the trade. I don't think Willie Green will make that choice. Choice? Choice? I don't know why I said it like that. I don't think he'll make that choice. But let's watch. If Graham moves to the bench and Hayes starts, then we're all back in on Jackson, aren't we? But we need to see that happen. The Rockets and the Jazz. Allegedly, they're going to keep and play Dennis Schroeder. For what reason? I don't know. He's a great uh, you know, great influence, great veteran, steadier. Is he though? No. The answer is clearly no. He's not. Um, if he doesn't play in this game, it will be, I think, pretty telling to see that they don't include, care to play him. If he does play, who does he impact? Like Eric Gordon's questionable. We don't know whether he's going to go, but... Does Matthews, Porter, Green, Christopher out of the rotation so Schroeder can play? That sounds like a terrible decision, but let's see what they do. And then Gary Bird. What's Garrison Matthews' value if Gordon is out? Because before Gordon went out, he played 18, 24, 23 minutes. Since Gordon's been gone, 30, 29, and 32. Now, I don't know if Gordon's going to play in this game, but I want to watch what Gary Bird looks like. And then for the Jazz, is this the time that Rudy Gobert returns? Hassan Whiteside will be a stream if Gobert is out. But Gobert and Rudy Gay are both questionable for this game. Well, Boyan Bogdanovich, I think he shot like 6% from the field last game. That might be an exaggeration, but it's not by much. He can be better than that. He still always is going to frustrate us with his inability to do anything apart from score or have a 7-point game and then a 30-point game. He's all over the shop like that. You've got to ride through the bumps, but it is frustrating. The Magic and the Nuggets. Trim Kiki playing pretty well at the moment. Getting some minutes over Mobamba at times. I wish they would actually just commit to starting Akiki and Carter together and seeing what happens, but they're continuing to go with Bumber and Carter. I'm not really sure why. So let's just watch what Schumer's role is. And then Jalen Suggs, who is definitely dealing with some sort of injury issue. Like he's dealing with something. But he was great against the Suns, even though they got blown out. And I think he is a must-roster player. For the Nuggets, I don't know whether Monty Morris is going to play. Monty Morris has been dealing with a concussion, and he has missed the last two games. 
Um, if he is out, I would expect the big stiffy Bones Highland to replace Monty Morris. Big Stiffy was bad in one game and good in the other, but still only played 24 minutes, and him and Faku split those point guard minutes. Do they continue to give Highland the start? If Monty's out, I expect so, and maybe he becomes a streamer. And then Farton Will Barton, who's one of the most up-and-down players, I reckon, this season. So just watching what he looks like, and yeah, always look to sell high and buy low on uh, Will Barton if possible. The last game we look at here is the Warriors and the Clippers. Draymond Green's out. I expect John Kaminga to start again over Otto Porter. He's played 36 and 25 minutes the last two games. Does that make him streamable? Maybe. He can be a little bit up and down and can hurt your percentages, but there is enough there to be interested in. While Kevon Looney's playing some pretty good minutes, and he is a solid 12-team league guy, but if there's someone you need to add to take a flyer on, Looney becomes expendable. For the Clippers, <laughs> I what do I want to watch for? Sense? Normalcy? Patterns? None of that's going to happen. Will Robert Covington play more than the 22 minutes combined he has in the last two? If he's under 24, drop him. Uh, you can't persist with that shit with Ty Lue's unpredictability. And then also Terrence Mann, who was solid, bad, solid, bad, good. Like, where's he fit from now? Like, where's he go? Again, there's just too many names there for me to look at any of those players as must-roster players, but let's watch what Terrence Mann's able to produce. But... The Super Bowl, it's almost done. It's almost started and it's almost done. So football's over. That's it. We're finished. Basketball's in full stream though, both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals and player performance props, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some back-to-back streams. So for Monday, Tuesday, we're looking at Milwaukee players. So let's go to Grayson Allen who I think is a guy to roster in all spots. Serge Ibaka, a good option there. For New Orleans, we're looking at Jackson Hayes and Jose Alvarado. And for the Clippers, Nico Batum, Isaiah Hartenstein, Luke Kennard. And all of those could completely just bust all over your face. And that's not what I meant to say. I meant blow up in your face or bust. But, you know, sometimes stuff happens when you're saying words too quickly. Remember. Um, huh. Yeah. There, guys, you can look at as the back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday. Let's look at nine cat options just for Monday. Grayson Allen, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Quentin Grimes, Otto Porter, Denny Avdia, CJ Allaby, Tom Bryant, even though he's only playing 21 minutes a nine, Serge Barker and Nick Batum. For deeper leagues, all those same names and add in Hal Neto, Bruce Brown, Corey Kispert, Derek Jones, Kessler Edwards, Kenridge Williams, Dougie McDirt, Troy Brown, Anthony Gill, Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> KJ Martin. And for points leagues, we're looking at Justice Winslow, Ayo Desunmu, Elperen Shingun, Kobe White, Darius Baisley, Cam Thomas, Quentin Grimes, CJ Allaby, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Grayson Allen. That'll do it for us today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.